0: Well I'm gonna call roll this morning. Mrs. Joyce, Mrs. Pellman, Mrs. May, Mrs. Cleveland, Mrs. Pennington, Mrs. Lockhart, Mrs. Riggs, Mr. Martin, Mr. Thomason, no relation, Mrs. Gilbert, Mrs. Haley, Miss Berkeley, Mr. Jenkins, Mrs. Hummel, Mrs. McKinney, Mr. Bray, Mr. Rice, Mrs. Brown, Mr. Cry. Okay, I'm safe. None of my teachers are here. <laughs> but I think we all have memories of our teachers, and those were the memories that came back to me uh, this week in considering standing up here this morning. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Well, that's easier said than done. Mankind over the centuries has accomplished some great feats, but is there anything greater than the challenge and the reward of training up a child? I've always read that verse in the context of being a parent, and I believe that's true. But you know, I think it also applies to our teachers. You're training up our children also, training them up to be astronauts and architects, plumbers and electricians, farmers and accountants, and so on and so forth. And I got to thinking that, you know, for a lot of those kids, a great greater majority of their awake time during the day is probably spent with you more than it is their own parents. Think about the effect. You're raising those kids too. And you certainly have more interaction with them more one-on-one time with them possibly than a lot of those parents do i spent a week up at uh what's it called beaver's bend up in uh, broken bow at mountain fort christian camp this summer and i was given direct charge of 15 boys third fourth and fifth grade and it didn't take me long it didn't take me long at all for the thought to go through my head how do the teachers do this every day for 9 months they they got something figured out that i i didn't the the challenges that just come with just having to run herd over a group like that, much less teach them anything. You have a very great responsibility. And so when we think about going back to school, and we think about the efforts that you all have to put in, and I think about how some of those kids that come to your class every day Didn't have breakfast that morning and may not have had much of a dinner the night before. When they go home that evening, they may be met more with hatred and abuse than they are with love and praise. But for a few moments every day, for a few months, they're in a safe place with you. And you have a wonderful opportunity. And we, as the rest of your community, appreciate your efforts, appreciate your challenges. Now, some of you may find some irony in the fact that I'm standing up here being somebody who deliberately did not send their children to public schools. So don't hold that against me. I actually tried it for a couple years. And it's kind of like going up there to camp. I learned after that second year, I learned this is not what I want to do. I may gripe sometimes during the week about having to deal with farmers, Mac Ray, but uh, compared to dealing with kids, yeah, I can take that. Well, I can't call the role of who the teachers are in here today, but, you know, it's not just those public school teachers, but there are a few of you out there, I think, that might be homeschooling their kids. It's not for everybody. Not everybody should do it. But those of you who take on that challenge. But there's also those of you all who work in daycare, nursery care, after school programs. And you have the same opportunity. You have the same challenge. The time that you spend with our children and the effect that you can have on them. You may be one of the few people that actually puts their arm around them and shows them uh, positive reinforcement, that speaks positive words to them. They may not get that anywhere else. So what I would like to do is I would like to ask those of you all who are teaching in our public schools, those of you all who are teaching at home, those of you all who work in nursery cares and pre-K cares and after school and all that stuff, if I would, if you would please stand for me. You know, the Bible says that everything we should do, we should do unto the Lord, and you all certainly have a wonderful opportunity, wonderful responsibility, and we appreciate uh, your efforts. And so, at this time, I'm going to pray uh, a prayer on your behalf, a prayer of blessing as we go through this year. Will you all bow with me? Father God in heaven, those that are standing before us now this morning, you have put in a certain place, and I'm reminded of the wonderful story from the book of Esther, how it was relayed to her, how God had put her in a certain place for a certain time. a certain task. And Father, we believe that you have put these men and women in those same positions at a certain time for a certain task. Father, we pray that you'll give them strength. We pray that you'll give them patience, that they realize the great challenge that they have before them. Father, we pray that they will find their strength in you and in your word. That they will find a confidence, that they will find an enjoyment and appreciation for what they do and the effect they are having on the children that come through their rooms. And Father, we're thankful that they are willing to dedicate themselves to such a cause. We pray a blessing upon them and upon their family as they go through this school year. The challenges that they yet still don't know that will come to them. Father, see them through it. Give them that support that only you can. Father, we lift them up to you at this time. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.
1: Well, the first day of school, it's an exciting time. Kids probably have some new shoes, maybe a new little outfit. And if it feels like at my house a long time ago, <clears throat> you would line up in front of the car before you left and take a picture of the first day of school. And you'll go back and look at them every now and then, and you'll remember uh, how it was. So the first day of school is exciting, but there's also some things about the first day of school that are kind of frightening. Some of you are sending your child for the first time, and you're a little bit nervous. Will they have a friend, or will they cry, or will they get hurt on the playground? Some of you are sending your kids to middle school or to high school for the first time, and they're going to be with older kids who know a lot of bad stuff. And are your kids going to be influenced for evil? We send them to school, and we will make sure they go every day, and we will make sure they get their homework. And we will make sure uh, that they do what they're supposed to, to learn what they need to learn in order to succeed. That's, that's our language. Uh, we want them to do good and school is good, and it has a purpose. But for those of us who are the people of God, there are ways we believe that life works better. And so if we are worried about our children from the standpoint of will they learn enough, most of us take care of that, and we try to put in the effort. But some of us are worried that your kids are going to be influenced, and they're going to get in with the wrong crowd. So I want to talk and encourage you a little bit today about that. First of all, as God's people and as parents, we have got to be diligent to teach our children to know God and to love God. From Deuteronomy chapter 6, you're very familiar with, Hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home, when you walk along the road, maybe when you drive your car along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. We want to teach our children to love God, and you have to act like that and you notice when he says it, basically, we're talking about God all the time. First Timothy chapter 4, the second half of chapter, verse 7 and, and verse 8, says, Train your, yourself in godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So we need to train our children how to train themselves in godliness. Because notice, if we do that, it has benefits for this life as well. It's not just, well, maybe we can struggle through this life and then go to heaven. It is so this life is better and life after is better. Because we believe those who are trained in godliness... We'll do better in the world. We have a great example of that in Daniel and his friend Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. When they were in a pagan country in Babylon, and they actually had to go to the king's school. And they rose to the top. They were doing very good in the world of Babylon. We have other examples when the Israelites were taken into captivity, even in Syria. They rose to the top. Joseph rose to the top in Egypt. All of those people were example of ones who did what God wanted them to do and lived godly lives. So train them in godliness. Doug mentioned, and I'm going to read from the NIV version, if you start your children off in the right way, they should go. Even when they're old, they won't turn from it. So we've got to put an emphasis not just on getting our kids to college and learning what they need to know for the world. We've got to train them what they need to live godly lives. And when we do, we're going to help them with peer pressure. We're going to help them with their relationship with teachers. We're going to help them in their commitment. Because Doug also used a scripture in passing that said, you are to work as if working for the Lord. That's how godly people do. And so, when when we have trained our children in godliness and to love God and to honor God and to walk with God, then when we send them to school on the first day, we're sending them as a light to the world. We're sending them as a light to the world, to the kids who maybe don't know God, as an example to the other believers who are at school. Let me read from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Isn't it neat to think that your kids are going to go to school and their light is going to shine so that other people give glory to God? That's not near as scary a thought. And then in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and that's right after he says, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. But he says, set, as an example for the, set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So parents, while we're sending our kids to school, don't forget in the morning when they get up to talk about God. Don't forget it when you're driving in the car to school. Don't forget it when you lie down at night. Because when you do, they're going to help all of these other people, all these other children that are part of this family. Your children are going to be helping them by setting that example. But there's still that concern because there is the influence of the devil. And we have have emphasized some things today about the power of God. And I do think one of the things we overlook is the power of calling upon the Spirit of God. Because in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, it tells us that the battle we are fighting is not flesh and blood. It is one over the spiritual powers in the air. And so if we really believe that, then it is our job as a church, as leaders, and particularly as parents to call in the spiritual forces of God. To protect our children and to watch over them, to encircle them and to keep the devil away. So I want to read from Ephesians chapter 6. Beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we are not contending with flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the equipment of the gospel of peace. Besides all these, taking the shield of faith with which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the Word of God. So most of you have remembered to have school clothes. And most of you will make sure that your kids look nice in the morning, their shoes are tied or Velcroed. Those who have to have a belt on will have a belt on. When I went to seventh grade, if you didn't have a belt on, they whipped you. I forgot mine the first day of school. Ran about a half a mile into my friend's house, up to his room, stole a belt, ran back to school before the bell rang. (laughs) Bad thing was, my brother knew I didn't have it on and didn't tell me until my dad drove off. (laughs) So you'll make sure that they're dressed and ready. Make sure that you help them learn how to put on the armor of God every day. And if they're carrying that shield of faith, then when those darts of the devil come at them, they don't get to them. Put on that breastplate of righteousness. Teach them what the righteousness of God is, and their heart, and their vital part of their being is protected. It's a wonderful thing to have our children shine as lights in the world and be example to others. And we have a good group of kids. We have some really good ones. We ought to showcase them more often. But to you as parents, for those good kids, thanks to your parents. Because that's who is training and raising them to be what they are. So don't forget these things. And then when you do, it gains much confidence. Because we are not a people who are fearful and shrink back. Your kid will know how to stand up at school for what is right. And they'll know how to have friends and bring friends to them can be a good thing so don't forget it last of all I want to read the last verse from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 because after you've done all that you can do here's what all of us do pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints let's pray Our Father in heaven, we come to you right now with a special prayer, asking a special blessing. And we pray, Father, that as we send our children to school tomorrow, that you will bless them, but that you will bless their parents. We pray that you will remind the parents each day of your ways and the things they need to pass on to their children. Pray that you would give them as parents confidence to share the godly training and teaching with their children. We pray that you would give the parents the strength to, ex- to walk as examples and to be role models for their children to watch how to walk with God. And we pray, Father, that you would help all of those parents to reach into their closets and pull out the armor that you've provided help them to dress their children in that armor and teach their children to put it on every day. And we pray, Father, that you would watch over all of us, that you would shield us from the evil that is going on, because we know that the victory has been won if we are with you and we are on your side. And we know that your forces are greater than the forces that are against us. We thank you for that. We pray that you would remind us of that daily. It is in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, Jay, and thank you, Doug, for uh, those words of challenge to our students, or to our teachers and our parents. And I want to say a few words right now to um, the students in our midst You know, this week a friend of mine was telling me about a, how many of you read comic strips in the paper or online? He's telling me about a comic strip of going uh, first day of school and uh, parents are dropping their kids off and on one picture you see the kids that are just holding on to mom and dad's legs so they won't go at all and mom and dad are trying to fight the tears back and they're trying to also try to escape at the same time and then the next picture shows a college student going to college for the first time and the mom and dad are just holding on to the college kids saying please don't go well last week as you know we took our daughter Bailey to Abilene Christian and uh, got her settled in doing great until Sunday hit and we had to say goodbye. Never realized this, but Kleenexes are a gift from God. (laughs) And so I encourage you this morning, whether you are dropping a kid off tomorrow at daycare or elementary school or junior high or high school, or you have a child in college, it is good to have a Kleenex with you. It is okay. But you know, when you think about these kids And your precious grandkids, they are a gift from God. Amen? And all summer long, the past three months, our youth group and our children have been involved in spiritual things. They've gone to camp. They've gone on retreats. They've gone places on mission trips. And they've gone places where they are around Christian influence and they're, everything is so positive and things are going in the direction that, as parents, we can just sit back and think, okay, they're good. Well, tomorrow, as we send them back to school, the role kind of reverses. Our kids are going to be put in situations where pressure comes. They're going to be in the minority That is something we need to not just be concerned about, but we need to have faith and confidence in God. We need to have faith and confidence in God that parents and teachers are good, and they are there to point you in the direction that you need to go. I know you hear your parents say this a lot, kids, but I'm going to say this too. Your friends are not always a good influence on you, okay? And I'm not asking you to amen that. I'm just telling you that is a fact. But you have a decision to make. You have choices to make to stand up and say, I'm going to be a person that lives for God. I'm going to be a person that chooses to make good decisions and good choices that will bring praise and honor and glory to the one who created us. Parents, we have our challenges in life, don't we? We have those times, too, where pressure comes. And so it's one thing that we want our kids to be strong, but as Jay has challenged us today, parents... We have that responsibility to be strong and to set that godly example and influence because our younger ones are watching us. They learn from us. We are blessed. We are so blessed in this church with young people and children who try every day to do what's right in the sight of God. But it takes all of us to be behind them and to pray for them and to support them and encourage them. And so today, and this week, I challenge you, go up to one of our kids. Give them a hug. Pat them on the back and let them know you're behind them, you love them, and remind them, stay strong for God. Be on His side. Be an influence for the Lord Jesus Christ. We all have that responsibility every day of life. You know, one of the things that I love about this church, for the past 40 years or so, this church has been a lot. This church has been a city set on a hill. And I don't know if you realize this or not, but for about the last 35 to 40 years, we have offered What we call kitty college. How many of you in here went through kitty college? It's okay, go ahead. We have several generations now that are going through uh, kitty college that have gone through it. 18 months to those going into pre K, we have about 45 this year uh, with about eight teaching staff that will be helping them. They do a great job, they do a wonderful job to model what school is all about, and to kind of get those jitters behind them and get them ready uh, for kindergarten on up. But after school, there are a lot of kids who go home to an empty house because mom and dad have to work. And so for the last 24 years, since 1990, we've had a latchkey ministry where we have opened our doors in our outreach building to care For kids, so they don't have to go home to an empty house. They can come up here with their friends and with godly staff that influence them in a good way. And so this year, we have about 70 that will be involved in our latchkey program, with seven that will be working on staff. The church, I want to tell you, that is an influence right there. And those two ministries in and of themselves have been an outreach to this church and have impacted a lot of families for this many years. Praise be to God that we have people in this church and community who are willing to open the doors of this place and provide a safe and nurturing environment where kids can grow in their relationship with God and can be with other students, I am thankful for those two ministries and all those who work in those. And so our prayers are with those two groups this year as they begin another school year as well. Now I want to do something. I want to ask all of our kids that are going back to school tomorrow, I want to invite them right now. We're going to sing step-by-step and I don't care if your child, if you're dropping a kid off at daycare or if you're 50 years old and you're still going to school. That's okay. I want all that are involved in going back to school to make their way to the stage area up here while we sing step-by-step. Step. And I'm gonna, we're going to read a prayer of blessing over them. Let's all stand right now so our kids aren't as embarrassed coming up here.
3: Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, God hey, don't God, we'll start are down there. God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your way, and step by step you'll lead. And I will follow you all of my days. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your way and step by step you'll lead me and I will follow you all of my day and I will follow you all of my day and I will follow you all of my day and step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days. That is our prayer
2: for each one of you when you wake up in the morning. That step by step, you'll always remember that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit go with you. And that everywhere you go, you have an opportunity, guys, to influence people around you. And so I want to read a prayer of blessing from Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus teaches, the Beatitudes. He writes some words that are very challenging that I want you to hear this morning. And church, I'd like for us to reach out to them Because since we can't be up here on stage with them to put our hands on them, I want us to just reach out this morning as a church. And I want you to hear these words from Matthew chapter 5. And I want you to hear this as a blessing to you. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, Jesus says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let's bow. Right now, as one of our shepherds, Wayne Kirby, leads us
4: in prayer. I want to ask the other elders to come up, if you will, and uh, be among these young people as we pray. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we come before you today. Father, praying for those that will continue their education this next uh, week, tomorrow, Father. And Father, we pray that you give them the courage to, to walk as you would have them to walk and to let their light shine for you on a daily basis. We pray that their actions be those that glorify you. And we pray that you protect them physically, Father, in all that they do in school and activities and travel. Just pray that you look over them. Father, we pray for those that will have influence on their time during the school day, their teachers and their coaches and their bus drivers and the aides and all of those that are involved in school, Father. And we pray for them, and we pray that their actions also be a light to you. Father, we pray that as parents and grandparents, that as Jay has said and Doug has said, that we arm them, Father, with what they need to, to fight temptation and peer pressure, and we just pray that they have the courage and the strength to do that. And we pray that uh, during this school year that they could make friends and influence those that do not know about you, Father. We just pray that you put those people in their paths, Father. Again, we pray blessings upon them and all those that come in contact with them. In Christ's name, amen.
2: Church, remain standing and out. going to come
4: and lead us
2: in a song this morning as we continue to worship. But as we sing these songs, uh, young people, y'all can go ahead and sit down if you want to. As we sing the words of this song, may this be a challenge to us every day of our life to glorify the name of Jesus. Wherever we may be, wherever we may go, may we bring glory and honor and praise to Jesus. Let's continue to worship this morning.